This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing, <laughs> talented, beautiful co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's going on, Sean? How are you today? <laughs> today, I am enamorated. <laughs> what is that? I am enamored and elated. I am Ooh. so happy and filled with love. I like how you blended that together. Thank you. Made it's like an enamorated sandwich. An enamorated Delicious. sandwich. Yeah. Well, everybody, sandwich. thank you. <laughs> thank you for tuning into the show. We've got an absolutely amazing show oh, lined man. up for you guys. Very, very special guests is on today. We have the one and only Ariana Huffington on Sweet. to talk about the sleep revolution. <laughs> All right. So it's going to be amazing. We're going to talk about so many things related to sleep and why this is so important. Plus, get some of her amazing insights yeah. on all things sleep and otherwise. So, Delighted. Uh, very, very excited. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Organifi. Head over to OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com. Mm-hmm. And use the checkout code MODEL, and they're going to give you 20% off your first purchase. And they're going to send you a free copy of my best-selling book, Sleep Smarter. That's good So stuff. head over, check them out. This is what I use when I'm on the road to get that green superfood blend. Loaded with chlorella. They've got mm-hmm. chlorella in there, the wheatgrass, spirulina, which I'm a huge fan of spirulina. One of the only foods in the world that's known to have this compound called phycocyanin, yeah. right, which is clinically proven to improve your stem cell mobilization. Mm-hmm. How often do you hear something like that? Not you every don't get day. that from Cheerios. Don't. <laughs> Cheerios don't mobilize your stem cells. No, they don't. They bust your stem cells' wheels off. <laughs> So please head over, check them out. It's one of my favorite things. And it's a green blend that actually tastes good. And I've experimented with so many that it's... It's absolutely outrageous, Mm -hmm. but this is the best tasting one. And I love the company. I love what they stand for. The nutrients and the superfoods in there, they're raw, so they're slow process. You're maintaining the enzymatic benefits of it. Head over and check them out. Love it. Now let's get into the iTunes review of the week. All right. This one is from Gabby Baby. So grateful to have discovered you with five stars. You, your podcast, found me at a time I needed it the most. I discovered you through Drew Manning's podcast. I absolutely love the wide variety of content and especially that you focus on inner health and emotional well-being in addition to the physical. I lost 130 pounds eight years ago and was so inspired to help others, I became a health coach myself. Mm. Two years ago, life hit me hard and my health and weight started sliding the wrong way fast. Unable to grasp my own emotions, I struggled to continue with clients. The last six months have been really about getting myself emotionally healthy and filling my cup back up, along with figuring out my true purpose. Your show has given me so much to think about and has left me truly inspired to be the best version of myself so that I can give to others. Cheers to thinking big and making a global impact. P.S. Love Jade and her spectacularious words. <laughs> oh, wow. That means that the world mean? to me. Thank you wow, so much pounds. for sharing that. Yes. So, I mean, that's just beyond words. Mm-hmm. And I love the saying of healer, heal thyself. Mm-hmm. You know, take that time to master <laughs> to the degree that you need for you to be able to serve at the highest level, that's you know, right. and all of us can get thrown off track. Oh, believe me, yeah. believe me. So you are not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I get a, to be a part of your amazing story of how mm-hmm. all of this process happened and you coming out the other side of a 
much improved superhero. That's right. All right. So thank you so Get much. It, Gabby. All right. Now on to our special guests and our topic of the day. Today's guest is the one and only Ariana Huffington, who is the co-founder, president and editor in chief of the Huffington Post Media Group and author of 15 books. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You're amazing. <laughs> in May 2005, she launched the Huffington Post, a news and blog site that quickly became one of the most widely read, linked to and frequently cited media brands on the Internet. Mm-hmm. In 2012, the site won the Pulitzer Prize for National Reporting. She's named as Time Magazine's list of one of the world's 100 most influential people and Forbes' most beautiful and powerful women. I added beautiful in there. Yeah. <laughs> and originally from Greece, she came to England when she was 16 and graduated from Cambridge University with an MA in economics. And at 21, she became the president of the famed debating society, yeah. the Cambridge Union. In her 15th book, which is just amazing, just so amazing, yeah. The Sleep Revolution, Transforming Your Life One Night at a Time, highlighting the science, history, and mystery of mm-hmm. sleep, which I just obviously enjoyed going through. And it's published and became an instant New York Times bestseller. And I'd like to welcome to the Model Health Show, Ariana Huffington. How are you doing today? Thank you so much. It's so great to be on your show. I just love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks. That means the world to me. It really does. Truly appreciate it. I yeah. love having an ally on this <laughs> mission. We are allies. <laughs> so, but you know, there are, there are probably like three people who don't know about you and know who you are. So <laughs> before we get into the topic of sleep, can you share a little bit about your story and kind of what inspired you to create the Huffington Post? So as you can tell from my accent, I wasn't born in this country. Uh, I was born in Greece and um, I was very lucky to have an amazing mother Mm. who, even though we lived in a one-bedroom apartment with my sister, she had separated from my father, she made me feel that I could aim for the stars Mm. and that I could try to do anything I wanted. And if I failed, she wouldn't love me any less. Mm. Wonderful. So that's what gave me um, the strength to applied to go to Cambridge University in England, which I had just seen a picture in a magazine and I felt I really wanted to go there. And everybody said, don't be ridiculous. You'll never get in. You have no money. You don't speak English. And not even, it's hard for English girls to get in. But my mother said, let's find out how you can learn English and take your exams. And and anyway, I ended up getting a scholarship there and that began to change my life. And um, fast forwarding to uh, coming to New York, getting married, having two daughters, uh, writing books, and then in 2005 launching the Huffington Post because I wanted to have a platform where people could share their stories and give their opinions and where there was no hierarchy, whether you were the president of a country or a homeless teenager, if you had something interesting to say, you could say it on the Huffington Post. And um, at the same time, have a great journalistic enterprise that ended up winning a Pulitzer. So that's really where we are. We are now 11 years old. And as you said, The Sleep Revolution is my 15th book, and I have two daughters who are in their 20s. Wow. Such an amazing story. And just even coming from, I didn't know that, that, you know, you were given that same story of you can't do it, you're crazy, you know, and so many different people who are shooting for something beyond uh, what's even existed before are 
they have that story, yeah. you know, of kind of overcoming yes. that disbelief. And that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. And so creating the Huffington Post is really to give people a voice without mm-hmm. that hierarchy. And I love that as mm-hmm. well. And so many people today are embracing the power of the Internet. That's what's changing culture so quickly. But the bottom line is the Huffington Post is kind of like the brand that people are using as the umbrella for that unbiased or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever angle you're coming from, news source. And it's just an incredible brand. Yeah, but in all of that work, I think you got a little bit overworked. And what? <laughs> so can you share what was your catalyst for becoming such an evangelist for sleep today? Mm-hmm. So my catalyst was my actually collapsing from sleep deprivation and burnout uh, in 2007, two years into building the Huffington Post and having two teenage daughters as a single mom. I was divorced by then. And um, when I hit my um, head on my desk, um, I basically broke my cheekbone, ended up in a pool of blood, and that started the process of my re-examining my life and also studying the latest research on burnout and sleep deprivation and recognizing that we were all living under this collective delusion that we had to burn out in order to succeed. And all modern science on sleep made it very clear this is a delusion. And that's when I started um, changing my own habits. We launched a dedicated sleep section on the Huffington Post. And uh, basically, I became a sleep evangelist, giving speeches, telling people to sleep their way to the top. (laughs) (laughs) Double entendre. I love it. I love that. So I, I remember you mentioning that initially you thought something was wrong with you, why you passed out and you were trying to get... That figured out, but it was just really from being sleep deprived and not kind of taking care of that part of your life. Exactly. And then I realized how many millions of people were in a similar position. Some collapsed with things a lot worse than what happened to me. Yeah. You know, heart attacks, um, hit the concussions and clots in their brain, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So in a way, I feel grateful that I had a wake up call um that helped me change my life before something much worse happened and i'm hoping that people can make changes in their lives um before something really painful happens Mm. and that's why i structured the book this way first of all i want to help people change their minds about the importance of sleep right before they try to change their habits yeah because we're living in a culture which is in a period of transition as you know There are still people bragging about not getting enough sleep, congratulating others for working 24-7, which is the cognitive equivalent of coming to work drunk. And uh, then there are people like you, people like um, uh, athletes who are recognizing that sleep is a performance enhancer, executives who see how much more productive they are when they get enough sleep. So during this time of transition, um, the more information we can give to people and the more awareness we can raise, the more we can accelerate the transition. Yeah, absolutely. And we actually start our books the same way. We first dive in and talk about the value of sleep Mm -hmm. because oftentimes we're kind of disconnected from what it really is, what it means. And that's what I want to dive into next. Let's talk a little bit about 
why isn't there a big value placed on sleep today in our modern society? For so many different reasons and different fields, a lot of people are struggling and they don't know why. And we're not putting a lot of value on sleep. Why do you think that is? So it started really with the Industrial Revolution. Mm. Um, when we started treating human beings like machines, and we began to think that our job is to minimize downtime the way you want to minimize time um, with a machine. And uh, now modern science makes it very clear that in fact, when we deprive ourselves of sleep, our productivity is degraded. And in fact, last year, as you know, we lost 11 days in productivity, even though we worked harder than ever before. Mm, right. So. We are really at this moment that we were with smoking in the 1960s. Hmm. The, science, the science was in that tobacco is killing us, but people had not updated um, their perceptions of smoking. You had doctors in the 60s in white coats advertising cigarettes. Right. Um, there is one I recently watched where a doctor says, I smoke mantles because they refresh my throat. <laughs> wow. Well, sleep deprivation is the new smoking. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, even awesome. though, as you know from all the shows you've done, we've convinced people that exercise and nutrition are really important. Yeah. We have not really let them know that sleep is the first of these three pillars. There are three pillars. There aren't two of health. Yeah. And uh, if you don't get enough sleep, it's much harder to maintain your health. Yeah. Uh, it's much harder to lose or maintain your weight because there are certain hormones activated when you don't get enough sleep that uh, make us crave um, all the wrong things, carbs and sweets. Mm. And uh, every aspect of our health, um, from catching the common cold all the way to heart disease, diabetes and Alzheimer's, are affected by sleep. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that this message is getting out there in such a big way today. And that three pillars is the same thing that I talk about. And we just, if we have two of those, kind of like legs on a table, two legs on a table is going to keep falling over, but it brings stability with that third pillar. And, you know, from my experience and clinically just working with thousands of people, I've seen that one of the big reasons is we're disconnected from this and we can buy into the next fitness program or the new uh, diet and we can just beat ourselves down in the gym is because we're actively doing something. So modern man yes. believes that in order to get something, we have to do something. So to understand that we get far more benefit from exercise and diet combined when we sleep, it's difficult for us to wrap our minds around because we don't do anything. You know, you get so much from doing nothing and it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around. It's kind of counterintuitive, but the reality is it's during sleep that your body's producing the vast amount of human growth hormone, your testosterone is shifting, cortisol gets normalized, melatonin. By the way, I just found this out and this is something cool to share with you and this I'm going to geek out a little bit. So recently, uh, researchers found that melatonin is actually a big player in fat loss. So there was a study done, it was published in the journal Pineal Research that found that melatonin increases our ratio of brown fat, mm -hmm. all right? So our brown adipose tissue, which mm -hmm. 
this tissue functions more like muscle tissue. So it burns the other kind of fat, the gooey kind of stuff that we kind of want to get rid of, the wet, the white adipose tissue. So melatonin is a big player in transforming your body. Along with these other hormones, like HGH maintains your muscle mass, which muscles your body's fat burning machinery. You know, so it's during sleep that the magic really happens. Even the assimilation from all the good nutrition we're taking in. The exercise, your body's changing from that during sleep. We have to stop looking past this because this is where, again, the magic is really happening. And on that note, there's another thing that you mentioned in the book that I love to talk about and why we're kind of bypassing sleep, FOMO, all right? The fear of missing out. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, FOMO is um, absolutely critical. Um, to sleep deprivation because one of the main reasons why so many people, especially millennials, have a hard time disconnecting from their smartphones at night is because they don't want to miss anything. And that's why in the second part of the book, The Way Forward, um, I focus on how to create a healthy transition to sleep because right now our culture doesn't really talk or give us permission to create such a transition. Most people are on the phones answering texts or emails until the last moment, then they turn off their light and leave their smartphone on their nightstand next to them and go to sleep. And then they're surprised that in the middle of the night, their mind wakes them up with all the chatter because we have not really given our mind, our brain, the opportunity to wind down, to slow down, to move into a different modality. So um, I have um, dozens of things that people can pick from to create their own transition ritual. Mine starts 30 minutes before I'm going to go to sleep, but please start with five. It doesn't matter, you know, begin somewhere and then the rewards you get in terms of how you experience your life will make it easier to do more. So 30 minutes before I'm going to go to sleep, I take all my devices, my laptops, my uh, iPads, iPhones, and escort them out of my bedroom. (laughs) I turn them off and charge them outside my room because I want my bedroom to be like a sleep sanctuary. And um, I have a hot bath with Epsom salts and candles because I love to rekindle the romance with sleep rather than treating it like an enemy that we have to conquer. Uh, Wearing dedicated sleep clothes. I love beautiful lingerie, but if you don't like uh, night dresses or PJs, just either sleep naked or wear a T-shirt you're not going to wear to the gym. Mm, You need to give... uh, your brain clear messages rather than confusing messages. Are we going to the gym or are we going to sleep? And then I love to read physical books, nothing on screens and books that have nothing to do with my work, novels, poetry, philosophy. And if anybody's reading the sleep revolution in bed and puts them to sleep, I will consider it a personal victory. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. There's so many different things there, guys. And having that sleep ritual is so important um, because what I like to say is, you know, we get ready for school. We get ready for a date. We get ready for work, but we don't get ready for bed anymore. We just kind of stumble our way into it. Or we just like, I really should get to bed. And then we last thing we do oftentimes is get off our device. Mm-hmm. And your brain, even though, um, even though 
things are, are, are shifting as far as, you know, you turn your phone off, your brain is still firing as if like there's a 4th of July going off in so, certain parts of your brain. <laughs> so we have to give that transitionary period. I love that. And she just added so many things that you can just pull from, like the taking the bath with Epsom salt. So that's magnesium sulfate, mm-hmm. which magnesium is one of the most powerful minerals that's kind of a building block for these sleep pathways. And there was a study done with insomniacs and they found that 100% of the people tested that were in this group of people with chronic sleep disorders, aka insomniacs, were deficient in magnesium. And once they elevated their magnesium levels, they were able to optimize their sleep and improve their sleep quality immediately because magnesium is responsible for over 300 biochemical processes in the body. So that means there's 300 things your body can't do right if you don't have the mm-hmm. magnesium levels. And the best way to get it is through the skin. It's like we know this historically that taking a bath with Epsom salt is known to calm uh, the nervous system, soothe muscles and all this good stuff. Why don't we do it? Right. You know, why don't we utilize that? And I'm a big fan of the topical magnesium spray too. Um, magnesium supplements are cool, but you got to be careful because they pull water to your bowels. So if you take too much, you'll get disaster pants, <laughs> AKA diarrhea. You have to be careful. So now one of the things you also mentioned earlier, you were talking a little about, bit about some of the um, illnesses tied to lack of, lack of sleep. And you highlight in the book and in a way that just it hit me again, even though I know this, it just hit me again when I read it about cortisol and how chronic sleep deprivation keeps cortisol elevated. So can you talk a little bit about that and what impact that can have? Yes, in fact, that is all connected, as you know, to how sleep helps us metabolize stress. Yeah. And um, if we don't metabolize stress well, it accumulates and it's at the source of so many diseases. Mm. And uh, what is um, fascinating is that when, and we know that anecdotally, but the science confirms it, when we wake up fully recharged, it's much harder to stress during the day. Every day, consists of good things happening and bad things happening, you know, of obstacles, setbacks, uh, joys. So how we process the setbacks varies. You know, it depends on our attitude. It depends on how centered we are. Um, are we taking things personally? Are we overreacting? Yeah. These, are, these all um, um, exacerbate the stress response. The other thing that is a problem is that waking up with an alarm means that we wake up with a stress hormone, cortisol, flooding our body. I mean, think of the word alarm. Mm. It basically means we move into a fight or flight mode before anything has happened. So I often set my alarm on because I want to make sure I don't miss you know, a plane or a meeting, but I now 95% of the time wake up before my alarm and turn it off. Yeah. Now that's the ideal because waking up naturally means that your body has been through all the cycles and a great um, sleep scientist in Munich in Germany, Professor Ronenberg, has um, a great metaphor. He says it's like the, it's like taking the laundry out before all the cycles of the laundry machine have been completed. Mm. And so you end up with wet and dirty laundry. Mm. Well, it's the same if we wake up before all the sleep cycles have been completed. Next time I see somebody sleep deprived, I'm going to say, you look like dirty laundry. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You look like some wet laundry. Look at you. 
need to get some sleep. So <laughs> this is so, so amazing. And, you know, one of the first things we do in our modern world, again, is uh, we've got this ideal of a pill for every ill, you know, so we treat sleep as some kind of thing that we can um, essentially prescribe a drug for if people want to get more of it. So is that really the right attitude that we should have, you know, with the sleep industry, uh, the sleep medication industry, should I say, of using drugs to treat the symptoms? Is that the right solution? Of course not. And as you know, there's so many natural alternatives that I go through in the second part of the book, from the hot bath with the Epsom salts, through acupuncture, um, massages that release all the tensions in the body and help us wind down and be able to sleep. Uh, lavender and um, chamomile teas, lavender sprays, um, of course, making our rooms um, dark and uh, cold enough. I mean, I, I like anywhere between 67 and 69 degrees, not higher. Mm. Uh, all these things are incredibly instrumental in helping us sleep. And if we really have a, an insomnia problem, um, we can go all the way to cognitive behavioral therapy that has been proven so effective. Right. But pills should be a last resort and it, they should never become a chronic habit. That's the problem. When they become chronic, they affect our health um, in very destructive ways, which have all been enumerated in the sleep revolution. So it's important to become very familiar with the unintended consequences of chronic dependence on sleeping pills and very familiar with natural alternatives. Absolutely. I 120% agree. You know, a lot of people don't realize that drugs, all drugs across the board are, they're inherently liver toxic. They have to be, you know, your liver is responsible for drug metabolism. And these are synthetic things that are created in laboratory. You know, the human body has not been exposed to this throughout our evolution. It's just like, well, this was made last week by Stanley in the lab, you know, versus our eons of, of evolution. And so that's the first place to start. But again, I love that you mentioned that it should be something much further down the road. Everything has its place. But we have to understand that drugs like Ambien, for example, this is in a category of medications that are known as hypnotics. And how they work essentially, and so people might have heard of GABA before, uh, which is you can find in a supplement form, but Ambien basically aggressively flirts with your, you don't know, you don't want an aggressive flirter, you know, to get your head, why are you touching me? But it aggressively flirts with your GABA receptors, right? And so there was a study that was published in BJM that found that medications like Ambien in that same category were found to provoke, and Ariana mentioned this as well in her book, 3.5 times higher risk of premature death. Mm. Right. Just taking 18 pills a year, just taking 18 a year, 3.5 times higher risk of dying early. That's wow. absolutely amazing because we don't really know what this is doing. We're using these drugs or treating a symptom and it's causing this kind of chain reaction of other problems. So obviously this is that's not the path that we want to jump right to. And I hope that this is a call to anybody out there who's struggled with sleep medications. And I know this from an intimate place because back when I was 20 years old, this was my... This is my thing, you know, especially the over-the-counter Tylenol PM was my jam, all right? When I was dealing with chronic pain and a degenerative spinal condition, they said, couldn't get better. You guys know my story. Um, Tylenol PM was something I used consistently every night. And I didn't know one of the side effects with that and Celebrex I was taking was restless leg syndrome, 
All right. So and this was before it was a thing. They didn't have a drug for it yet. So it's just like, what's wrong with my legs? All right. So but then I found out later that, you know, all this stuff is tied together. You know, you take this and you end up with symptoms for something else. So, uh, guys, we're going to talk a lot more and we're actually going to talk about the science of dreams coming up next after a quick break. We'll be right back. A big part of my mission with Sleep Smarter is to help people to create a sleep sanctuary somewhere that you go where rest and relaxation is naturally overflowing. And so there's a lot of parts to that. But one of the big parts is your bed environment itself. This is where you're going to spend one third of your entire life. So you want to make sure that that space feels amazing. So one of the ways that I do this is through making sure that my environment in my bedroom is cool because research shows that we have a process called thermoregulation where there's a natural drop in our core body temperature at night to help to facilitate sleep. And if our temperature is too high, it's going to disrupt our normal sleep cycle and also secreting right hormones for us to be truly rejuvenated. That can all be changed if you're too hot. So what I'm sleeping on are 100% organic bamboo lyocell sheets. And the thread count is 300, but that is equivalent with this bamboo lyocell to 1,000 thread count Egyptian cotton. But here's the great news is that it consumes only one third of the water in order to produce it. So one of the big things that's causing so much deforestation and pollution and waste is overusing our natural resources. And this is a way to cut down on that, but also radically improve your sleep quality. So these are hypoallergenic, organic, and there's no weird chemicals that are used to produce these sheets and they absolutely feel amazing. So this is what we call luxury for less because there's an in-house design for these. They work directly with the manufacturer and sell directly online. No middleman, no retail markup because these sheets would normally cost a few hundred dollars because of the quality. But this, by myself being a sleep connoisseur, is so important to me. And I found that I simply can't, and I know you're gonna feel the same way, I can't sleep on other sheets. It just doesn't feel right. When I'm at home, these sheets are getting utilized or they're getting washed and they're getting put back on the bed because they are just that amazing. And you're going to get a 100 night free trial. Sleep on it, think on it, dream on it. And if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. You really have nothing to lose. So this is produced by the amazing people at Etitude. So that's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com dot A-U forward slash model. And use that link and you're going to get 10% off by using the coupon code MODEL at checkout. So that's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com dot A-U forward slash model to get yourself hooked up with some of the most amazing sheets that you need to treat yourself with and to experiment with because I guarantee you, you're going to sleep better, you're going to feel better, and it just feels absolutely amazing on your skin. And check out their reviews from people that have chronic sleep issues to just people who are wanting to have uh, a more luxurious night's sleep, all ranging in this amazing group of people who leave these reviews are saying that these sheets are game changer. And I never would have thought that sheets mattered so much, you know, really, especially being a guy, being an athlete. And I just really didn't care that much about it. But when I slept on those very low thread count cotton sheets after having these, it felt like I was sleeping on thorns. It was horrible. And now with these amazing sheets, it's like sleeping in lotion or sleeping in coconut oil. It just feels so silky and so amazing. And again, it sleeps cool. It makes me feel good. My wife absolutely loves them. She is the one who really said we are not sleeping on anything else. So give these sheets a try. All right. Etitude.com.au forward slash model. You're going to get 10% off. Now back to the show. 
And we are back. We're talking with Ariana Huffington, the author of The Sleep Revolution. And this is an essential book for your library, an essential book for you and your family moving forward. Things are changing right now. And you want to be involved in this because it's a very, very powerful platform for good and for really getting the results you want from your exercise, from your nutrition. The big changes are really happening when you're sleeping and getting optimal sleep is the key. But one of the things that was interesting you talked about in your book is dreams. And a lot of people ask me about this. And so I'd love to talk with you a little bit about the science of dreams. So I'm so glad you are raising that topic. There's, of course, a whole chapter in the sleep revolution on dreams, because for me, um, that's the gateway to deeper dimensions of ourselves and so often we just ignore them. And of course, when we are sleep deprived, it's much harder to remember our dreams. And when we wake up naturally, we are much more likely to remember them. And even when our dreams seem mundane, kind of rehashing the events of the day, there are often hidden insights in them and an amazing way to process emotions and bring us more present and more centered in our lives. Mm. And I uh, have a lot of stories in that chapter about major scientific discoveries um, that came through dreams, major business ideas like Google. Can you imagine <laughs> that Google um, came to Larry Page as an idea during a dream? And as he put it, if a big dream comes your way, grab it. Mm. Um, but also just um, amazing coincidences, um, poetic uh, sequences. I feel now that um, going to sleep is really like uh, not knowing what's going to be on the movie screen that night. Mm. And it adds another dimension of um, surprise and um, anticipation um, to sleep. Yes, yes. So this is a really... um really complex area. You know, this is one of those areas that scientists are still trying to figure out what's going on. But, you know, some of the things you highlight in the book, especially is just referring to the point of we do know that there is a processing happening of kind of unresolved issues many times and things that are going on in our subconscious mind. You know, we're playing out in dreams and dreams can even be um, a story or a practice ground for some things as well. And it's really cool to, to see that stuff in the book and to, to hear you talk about that. You know, there's a lot of great science behind it, but right now it's still kind of the, the final frontier and there's a lot more to learn, but we don't want to look past that, you know, especially with during REM sleep, we're getting a lot of the dreams, but memory processing is happening during that time as well. So this, your experiences even from today are getting converted to your short term memory when you when you get into that REM sleep tonight, you know, so it's going to be mm-hmm. some kind of this stuff mixed with some other stuff in your life experience. And, you know, during the day, we've got so many different things going on. And even our conscious mind is not able to pull and see all the options and opportunities. And there's something there's this wonderful saying, sleep on it. Right. And yes, the power of dreams that. can really help to, to fortify that. So now let's talk a little bit more about mastering sleep and this really important section of the book you know the second part of the book and uh diving in and and this stuff is it can be captain obvious but i really want this to be the time when we finally really get it and don't say i know that already are you doing it so let's talk a little bit about blue light let's talk about our tech devices what's going on there and the relationship with our sleep 
Well, as you know, blue light, which is what all our screens emit, is very stimulating. Yes. And that makes it much harder for our brains to slow down and uh, be able to go to sleep. And now there are um, a lot of uh, palliatives, uh, you know, like uh, Apple has put out night shift, you can wear orange tinted glasses. But ultimately, even if um, the light is dimmed in a way that's less stimulating, your phone is the portal to all your life, to the problems, yeah. to the stimulations. So there has to be a time of disconnecting from that and actually connecting with ourselves and allowing ourselves to recognize that we have a deeper dimension beyond our to-do lists, beyond our projects, beyond our successes and our failures, and that sleep is the time to connect with that. Absolutely. So I don't think the solution is simply orange glasses <laughs> just before you're going to go to sleep. You know, just allow a little demarcation period. As I say, start with five minutes. I love my 30 minutes. If you have trouble falling asleep or waking up in the middle or you wake up in the middle of the night with that inner chatter, prolong that period so that you can actually have a real transition. Yes. I love this mm. because, you know, so I actually recommend it 60 minutes, you know, and 30 minutes is like a minimum, yeah. but everybody just working your way up there. But the, you know, the hacks, we can hack ourselves like literally to death with all these different hacks, but the orange tinted glasses, the apps for our computer screens, those are wonderful. <laughs> but the ultimate thing, if you really want to be a master at this is to give yourself a screen curfew, you know, give yourself some time yes. for your brain to have a break from all of that stimulation because, you know, this is so amazing. One of the reasons why this is so hard, a lot of people struggle with it because Ariane, I did a talk uh, not too long ago and this was for a corporate bank and we, everybody's having a good time, lots of laughs, lots of insights. But when we got to this part about what to do in that time before you go to bed, instead of being on your device, all of these adults, you know, there's like a hundred people in the room, these adult grown people, they're looking around the room, like nobody knows what to do in that time. You know, everybody's looking at each other because we're so inundated with our devices. And a woman on one side of me, on my left side, she slowly raised her hand. She was like, read a book? And I was like, yes, you could read a book. But she put it in the form of a question, you know, because, we're, again, we're so disconnected from that. Then that gave another person the courage to raise her hand. She was like, talk to your spouse? Again, with a question mark instead of a statement. But we need to fill this with something of greater or equal value than our devices. That's the real key. You know, and uh, I love how you have your, your different sleep rituals as well. Absolutely. And, you know, um, if, you, if you meditate, this would be a good time to meditate. If you don't meditate, um, I have an appendix in the book of my 12 favorite meditations. Um, you can try any one of them. And I promise you there will be at least one on that list that will put you to sleep. <laughs> And um, the one thing that, that I advocate is having a dedicated iPod for sleep meditations or sleep soothing sounds rather than playing them on your smartphone. Yeah. Because we have to acknowledge that we are addicted to our phones. Yes. And therefore, like all addicts, you can't kind of keep it too close to you. Because if we wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night 
and we're, we can't go right back to sleep, we are going to be tempted to go to our phone because we are bored, because our mind is going, and we want to see what's happening. So don't tempt yourselves. If you're an alcoholic, you don't live in a home full of alcohol. Yeah, exactly. And um, that's why also we need to model that behavior. If you have children and we are worried about our children's dependence on uh, their devices, don't just tell them what to do, model it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. All right. Yes. <laughs> Hello, my name is Sean and I'm addicted to the Internet. So here's here's what's going on in the brain really quickly for you guys. So dopamine was once thought to be this this neurotransmitter that was about satisfaction. But science has re- recently found out that it's about seeking. And the Internet is perfect for that because you can seek forever. Right. But you'd go crazy if you don't find something. So when you do find something, you get a little opioid hit. Right? It's kind of like a slow drip of morphine. So and the Internet is perfect for that. Instagram is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Seek, find, seek, find, seek, find every time you scroll. And before you know it, you're hooked. This is why it's difficult to put our phones down. But awareness trumps everything again. And the real solution here is you have to fill it with something of greater or equal value to break the addiction. And that would be, it depends on you as a person, you know, maybe you could be, this is a time you wind down, you listen to a podcast, you know, not visual stimulation. Uh, This could be a time when you're reading a great physical book, like the sleep revolution, like sleep smarter. (laughs) This could be a time when you connect with your kids or your spouse. This is a time that you could have sex. Hopefully that's more interesting than the internet, but who knows? (laughs) But that's, that leads to another question. So you talk about that in the book, you talk about the benefits of sex related to sleep. So let's talk a little bit about that. Right. So, well, orgasms are supposed to be Mother Nature's ambient without unintended consequences. (laughs) Um, But also there's a connection between getting enough sleep and getting more sex. Uh, There's a connection between sleep and um, not needing Viagra. Sleep deprivation can lead to erectile dysfunction. And there are also studies done that, uh, especially for women, when they get enough sleep, they also get more sex. I mean, it makes sense, you know, that if you are exhausted, the last thing on your mind is sex. Yeah, absolutely. So in every aspect of our lives, that is really what is amazing. That's what I discovered after years of poring over scientific uh, treatises and findings, every aspect of our lives from our performance on the court or in the field, to our cognitive performance, to our health, um, to our sexuality, is improved and enhanced if we get enough sleep. Not to mention, of course, uh, our skin and our looks, because we all have heard the term beauty sleep. I have in the book a lot of models and actresses who absolutely swear by sleep. You know, they would not walk into a um, photo shoot um, being sleep deprived because there's no amount of makeup that can hide um, that tired look that we all have when we're sleep deprived. Yes, beauty sleep. Guys, remember that, beauty sleep, beauty sleep. (laughs) So with, you know, this, I love that, Mother Nature's Ambient, that's so good. So um, when we have an orgasm, there is a cocktail of chemicals that is released. This is oxytocin, serotonin, vasopressin, prolactin. Uh, There was a study that was published in Regulatory Peptides that found that oxytocin, 
um, has a calming effect and counters the effects of cortisol. So we've been talking about cortisol and sleep deprivation. This can counter that. You know, it's that powerful. And this is just one of the compounds. There's so many different that the human body manufactures, you know, but it's about that intimate connection. But we can also get oxytocin from being around people we love. You know, it's often referred to as the, quote, cuddle hormone. So and we're talking with Dr. Sarah Gottfried. She said that women do oxytocin really good, you know, just getting together. So these are the things that are healing to the soul that translate to better sleep as well. So. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about, I want to talk a little bit about food. All right, you talk about specifically food in the book and how it impacts whether or not we're getting a good night's sleep. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, um, first of all, uh, very spicy or heavy or fried foods are going to interfere with us going to sleep. And uh, also the time that passes between uh, our dinner and going to sleep is important. Um, so if we're going to go to sleep soon after we eat, let's make it as light as possible. And then there is, of course, the whole mythology around drinking mm-hmm. and the nightcap. Uh, the nightcap is supposed to be very soothing, help us go to sleep. But as you know, Sean, halfway through the night, it changes allegiances yeah. <laughs> and it wakes us up and dehydrates us. So um, if you want something to drink just before you go to sleep, make it licorice tea is my favorite, or lavender tea, or chamomile tea, something very soothing um, rather than um, something that's going to wake you up in the middle of the night. Right. Yes. You know, the other night I was with my wife, we were out at dinner. It was, we just finished eating, it was like eight o'clock, and then the... The server came by. He was like uh, offering the desserts. He was like, would you like coffee as well? And I was like, what? People do that. People yeah. do that. But yes, it's 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 cultural, you know, in some places. And a lot of times, again, we don't think about it because we don't have this kind of information like you're providing to the world. And it's why I'm so grateful to talk with you and to help you to promote uh, this very, very important topic. And I really believe that this is leading to a revolution, a, a transformation of our society. And uh, you are a big, a big player in that. So thank you so much. And uh, with that note, too, you do talk about some of the things that we kind of know, but we forget, like spicy foods might irritate your system and keep you up. I know for myself, um, it's been consistent. You know, I've seen this every single time if I have anything that has like uh, soy in it, like soy sauce, you know, because of the monosodium glutamate potentially in there that naturally gets created, you know, the... Um, different amino acid compounds that are in there. This can stimulate, it's kind of like an excitotoxin, like it could stimulate your brain cells. And every time I have like some, uh, like a, you know, Chinese food dish before bed, it will irritate my sleep Mm. even two hours later. So just little things to look out for because it might be your food that's causing the issue with you sleeping. Mm. And uh, I want to share with you guys one little quick thing, which is a study conducted by the University of Oxford found that omega-3s can help you to get deeper, more restful sleep, by the way. So that's something probably you want to add into your dinner. All right. Make sure you're you're getting some high quality omega-3s. This could be from walnuts, fatty fish. I think that would be a really good idea. But you said something so important, Sean, which is you discovered that soy doesn't work for you. We also have to become our own sleep scientists because each one of us is unique. So soy may work for me. It may not work for you. Let's experiment. I mean, there are some obvious things. You know, having caffeine just before you're going to go to sleep is not smart. If you want coffee, make it decaffeinated after dinner. I love coffee. 
but I stopped drinking it after 2 p.m. If I really, really want it, I'll, uh, after 2 p.m., it will be decaffeinated. And here's the other thing. We're not going to do anything perfectly. Yes. Uh, let's not beat ourselves up and judge ourselves when we don't do things perfectly around sleep. Let's just celebrate how much better we feel when we get enough sleep. And this becomes a magnet in itself that draws us to do the right things. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Ariana, I have one final question for you. And I like to ask my guests this question. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. What is the model that you're here to set with the way that you're living your life? Well, I don't so much see myself as setting a model as uh, um, giving the truth as I understand it, as I have lived it, as I have uh, learned it the hard way um, to people around me, to millennials, I'm particularly interested as the mother of two millennials to reach them, helping them see that life is a dance between making it happen and letting it happen. And, and sleep is an opportunity to connect with a part of us um, that um, brings joy to everything we're doing, make us, makes us more present and vital in everything we're doing. And so I feel that that cultural shift is already happening, and I hope that um, with what I'm saying, what I'm writing, and what I'm, I'm modeling, I can help accelerate that shift. Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much. Can you let everybody know where they can find you, like on social media, and also where can they pick up The Sleep Revolution? Well, thank you so much, Sean, for what you are doing. Um, they can find me on every <laughs> social medium, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, Ariana Huff with two Fs. Um, they can email me if they want to write about these issues. We'd love to post it on the Huffington Post, Ariana at HuffingtonPost.com. And the book is avail available everywhere on Amazon, on BarnesandNoble.com, on in every bookstore. And uh, there's also a book website, arianahuffington.com, that has a lot of the shows I've done, like Colbert and uh, Bill Maher. And now we're going to post your show as soon as, it, as soon as it's available. Fantastic. Oh my goodness, this is so great, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And Ariana, thank you so much for just being you. You are walking, talking, amazing. And everybody, I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. We've got so many amazing shows coming up, but none is more important than this one. You know, let this be that final call to really pay attention to the thing that matters most as far as our health practices. This is when your body truly does change from your exercise, from your diet. You assimilate those nutrients mostly while you're asleep. You're producing all those beneficial hormones that keep you young. And as Ariana said, the beauty sleep, you know, it's called that for a reason. You know, this is where the magic really happens. And we absolutely have the power to make these small changes in our life. Because as she said, we don't want to beat ourselves up, but just the small things to start to improve your sleep quality step by step. You know, make it a mandate to just do a little bit better. Because each little bit that you improve your sleep quality, you're going to improve as a person. You're going to mm -hmm. feel better. You're going to show up better for everybody in your, life, in your life who really need to. So this is the time to really take action, to take care of your sleep, and to be a part of the sleep revolution. So make sure to check out her book and make sure to tune into the next episode. We've got some great stuff on the way. Have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. 
and make sure for more after the show you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com that's where you can find the show notes and if you've got any questions or comments make sure to let me know and please head over to iTunes and give us a five star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome yeah. and you're loving it yeah. and I read all the comments so please leave me a comment there and take care everybody I promise to keep giving you more powerful empowering great content to help transform your life take care